Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. As had been speculated, yesterday Mayor Eric Adams named Edward Caban the new police commissioner of the NYPD. Here was a little bit of the mayor's announcement and Edward Caban accepting that august position. As the mayor of the city of New York, I'm proud to appoint Edward Caban to be the next police commissioner of the New York City Police Department. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I am humbled to be on your team to have your trust and support, and to lead the greatest police department on the globe. Now, it's not lost on me that today's announcement is also a first, given how many great leaders of Hispanic descent have come before me in the NYPD. To be the first Hispanic police commissioner is an honor of the highest measure. Now, Eddie Caban seems like a great guy with a great reputation, certainly been a police officer for the last 30 years. I'll tell you, though, I am appreciative of the fact that he's Hispanic, and I recognize that I'm a white guy, so maybe I'm not sensitive to what people are feeling about this sort of thing. But do we really need 900 headlines, all of which say he's the first Hispanic police commissioner, and then that's the first thing? Thing that he says after being police commissioner just do your job just do your job don't worry so much about being the first police commissioner of hispanic descent just worry about being a great police commissioner the interest that the media and the mayor's press team and the commissioner himself have in furthering this narrative highlighting the fact that he is the first police commissioner that's hispanic i mean that's great but what good is it if he doesn't do a great job just do your job Don't worry about being Hispanic. This obsession that we have with identity politics and labeling everybody's race and gender in every position of power, I think it's counterproductive in many respects. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, it appears House Democrats plan to force a vote on censuring Republican Congressman George Santos for repeatedly lying about his background two months after a previous Democratic-led effort to expel him from Congress had failed. Now, I don't think George Santos is a good guy. I think his behavior during the campaign where he just basically made up his entire resume was abominable and atrocious. That being said, what good is a censure going to do? You know, the House of Representatives censured 
Adam Schiff. And right now, he is the leading contender to get elected to the U.S. Senate from California. What I mean to say is, it did nothing. It was a giant waste of time, a giant PR opportunity for the Republicans, and now the Democrats want their turn. They're taking someone that's just as unpopular on the left as Adam Schiff is on the right, and they are trying to cash in on Santos being a Republican and being unpopular. And they're also trying to tie every congressional Republican that doesn't vote in favor of censure to Santos. And you can bet they're going to be wearing that in every single campaign ad if they don't vote to censure. But the problem is what we're missing in Washington is adults. We're missing people that want to solve problems. We have real problems in this country. We have real problems with respect to smoke coming from wildfires, with respect to crime, the border, climate change, a debt that only seems to be going in one direction. Do the Democrats in Congress really need to waste the public's time, money, and attention by censuring George Santos, who no one seems to like anyway? I think not. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. We've been covering congestion pricing a great deal on this program, and congestion pricing has finally received the green light from federal officials. But before New York can put this tolling system in place, an appointed board must make recommendations on how much tolls will cost. So what happens now? Well, a six-member traffic mobility review board is going to meet tomorrow to develop recommendations on a toll structure with the price of the tolls, an off-peak structure, and the possibility of additional exemptions still undecided. The 2019 congestion pricing law mandates only three exemptions for emergency vehicles, for qualifying vehicles carrying people with disability, and for residents of the congestion zone, meaning Manhattan below 60th Street, who earn $60,000 or less annually. The MTA has also said it would offer a discount to other low-income drivers who travel often into the congestion zone to mitigate potential adverse effects of the program. So some people are calling on the board to make recommendations that would discourage toll shopping, exempt commuter buses, and levy a per-ride surcharge on for-hire vehicle trips to be passed along to passengers, among other recommendations. I am going to be writing to this Traffic Mobility Review Board as well, even though I don't know that my words are going to count for very much, and tell them that if this proposal is serious about even attempting to address the congestion issue, there should be no congestion pricing fee at night. Those of us that drive in at this time, at 3 o'clock in the morning, we're not part of the congestion problem. It's people that are driving in during rush hour. Those are the people that are traveling and causing congestion. If they make us pay a toll for the privilege of getting to work at this time of the morning, at this time of the evening, this tells you, as if you needed further proof, that this has nothing to do with traffic congestion. It's only a tax on working class area residents. So I hope you'll join me in writing to the Traffic Mobility Review Board and tell them to exempt people that come into this congestion zone overnight. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 
Local Spotlight. We've been telling you about the attempt to bring offshore wind turbines to Nassau County, specifically the Long Beach area. And if you haven't heard about this, essentially this company Equinor would put turbines on the ocean and run cables through the town of Long Beach. One of the people that is standing up and speaking against this is Congressman, freshman Republican Congressman Anthony D'Esposito. This is what he said when a hearing came up on this subject last week. I rise today in solidarity with thousands of my neighbors in New York's 4th Congressional District who are united in opposition to a proposed large-scale offshore energy project that, if completed, would drastically alter landscape of several Nassau County communities. The development being advanced by the Norwegian energy company Equinor would see nearly 150 massive offshore wind turbines constructed within view of land off the coast of Long Beach in my congressional district. This project would include a landing site in the city of Long Beach where high voltage cables would make landfall from the turbines and wind through residential areas to connect with a substation in my hometown in the village of Island Park. Residents of these communities could play host to an environmental disaster. New York officials who are keen to see this project progress, even in the face of local concern. In fact, Governor Hochul even went so far to enlist the assistance of Brooklyn lawmakers to ram through state legislation to support the project, even as local neighbors raise concerns. My neighbors rightfully have questions related to the impacts. I will stand with my neighbors and fight for the hardworking South Shore communities. We will stand tall in the face of this hostile takeover by Equinor. Equinor, you are not welcome in our South Shore communities. I'm glad Congressman D'Esposito is speaking up on this because as far as I can tell, the area residents are opposed to this. A lot of the local elected officials are opposed to this. The only people really enthusiastic about this tend to be the folks that are going to make money from this, namely Equinor, and their partners who they've spent a great deal of time greasing the skids with in terms of lobbying. What is the a big hurry. The area residents are opposed to it. The local elected officials seem to be opposed to it. Why are we shoving this down people's throats? And one wonders if there were no subsidies involved, if we'd be seeing the same level of enthusiasm for wind farms. I think not. Beam me up! To be continued.